Hey there, all my new friends, my bonors, my true believers, and of course, those trash people out there. Right this second, it's a wonderful little Christmas Eve, and lucky you, Profanity Claus has dropped by to give your ears a bonus hour gift. That's right, following my stupid needless rambling you're gonna get yourself a brand new show uh, called wide angle vault we've been talking up the wide angle vault podcast for a while now and as a big special christmas gift and thank you to all of our listeners out there we'll be posting the first episode right here on the between the profound and the profane hub rss feed feed it's on the Between the Profound and the Profane feed. You'll also be able to find it on its own feed. That's right, Wide Angle Vault will be on its own feed. Uh, so if you could check it out there, please. Uh, iTunes, review, rate, subscribe, and all of those good things. But for now, enjoy this Christmas gift from all of us here at the Bonus Hours. Can I get that 20th Century Fox drum roll, uh, please? Yes, yes, you may. Really, nobody? You're not even gonna hum it, you guys? Come on! Dump, 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 Like a whole week. Yeah, the, I, forgot about that. I forgot about that. No, he just gets excited about the the the, the That's part. That's the best part. <laughs> just... I just need you to feel it in the moment and catch up. God. Oh dear lord, I panicked. I you panicked. Can't. I panicked. I... What do I do? Where do I start? <laughs> Where do I start? I do believe that it starts at the at the, at the first, first two drums. Part, yeah. Exactly. That's why I call it a drum roll because yeah, most of it is not drums. Yeah, I mean, no. most of it is like a bunch of other. That fan, that fan it's a fanfare. Yeah, yeah. It's a fan. Yeah, actually, that is. It's a fanfare. It's not a drum roll. It's yeah. a fanfare. Can I get a 20th Century Fox fanfare, please? Did it at that? Did it? But all right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Play the goddamn flute one. What's up, Internet, and welcome to the Wide Angle Vault, the only podcast on the Internet where aging millennials physically catalog the movies what made us. I'd rather be a pig than a fascist. Chris Myers. And joining me today is, uh, I, I like anime more than a lot of people of Heavy D, Destin. <laughs> Ooh, I am fine at smoked 
and Chris Warrico. <laughs> Today we're talking 1992's Porco Rosso. Um, uh, I mean, coming off the bat, I I just want I I loved this movie. Uh, uh, like in Japanese, it was great. Uh, oh. I, I really really enjoyed the the original. Uh, the original. Yes, uh, yes, yes. The um, original, the original cast, Japanese cast, was fantastic. Yes. The English cast was good, but I felt I, I just enjoyed the the Japanese sub more. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, 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 I guess it was like, like as with anything, the inflection of the voices helped me. So. Yeah. I am on the complete opposite page. This was, I've only probably seen I don't know four. Miyazaki movies or Studio Ghibli but this was a pretty slow movie for me and not my favorite but well I mean I I can definitely see where that would come into play like it was definitely a um, less action packed than the other Ghibli movies well I guess we should clarify. You're not very familiar. No, no. I have seen Howl's Moving Castle. Okay. Uh, and I think that's it as far as my as far as my Ghibli um, history is concerned. Right, right, right. Um, so yeah, you 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 were in more of a very actioned, like, para, uh, fantasy style. Yeah. Ghibli. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I and I, I, I didn't come into this expecting heavy action, so perhaps that's that. That was different for yeah, me. Yeah, um, yeah. I expected a very, very uh, Disney esque story because uh, yeah. that's kind of what I know of, and I didn't expect to like it because I don't like Howl's Moving Castle. I found Howl's Moving Castle boring. Uh, like, okay. okay. Like I, just boring. Right, right. Right. I don't remember much of Howl's Moving Castle actually. Um, so this it's is probably because you, you felt it was boring. It just didn't. Yeah, yeah. it didn't. It yeah, didn't I, click I with you. me. It did not click. And with I, me. I can see that for sure. See, I've only seen uh, what Ponyo and what was that other one? Uh, Totoro is that the one with the big my hat? Neighbor, my neighbor Totoro. And that's the cat bus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, those I've seen those two, and then uh, Poco Rosso was my third one. So, and there's what at least a dozen of them out there. I mean, more than that. I mean, uh, Studio Ghibli is what at least thirty years old at this point. Uh, Actually, more see. than that. They got to be <laughs> closer to forty at this point. Uh, let me let me let me go through this real quick here. On the uh, just in feature films alone, there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nine, twenty, twenty. So they have 20 films under their belt as a production company. And then there's another 13 pages of other things they have done. Short films, documentaries, animes. animes. They did, you know, worked on Loop on the Third and stuff like that. I mean, they've been around forever. They yeah. they're very dominant in the anim- animation game in Japan, that's for sure. But Ghibli as far as we know them is a 30 Seven thirty-eight-year-old production company that's uh, that's been making movies since like eighty-one, eighty-six, yeah. It was uh, the, the first... year of my birth, the year of the tiger, La the year of the tiger. Or no, that would have been uh, Nausicaa was their first one, uh, but it wasn't under the Studio Ghibli. Right, banner, right. It was right? under uh, 
No, it was like the star star gal, the one that America really screwed up. Like really, yeah, they even well, changed the title. Yeah, like, like something of the wind. Yeah, yeah. The, the, Nausicaa of the wind is the okay, Japanese okay. one. It was, uh, and then they changed it to Warriors else. of the Wind. Warriors it, of the Wind. Oh, it, man. They changed it. They didn't. They, they like that's, butchered the movie. It's not even the same movie. So it's, I can, it's kind of stemmed a lot of Miyazaki's like reservations on this is Eastern releasing in Eastern areas uh, yeah. because of that. Left a sour taste in his mouth. I, I can definitely feel the difference. I watched, uh, an original episode of the Super Sentai, <laughs> and man, it is like they is nothing like Power Rangers. Oh, you're talking about uh, butchering things in translation and localization, yeah. uh, especially in that time period, was rampant and normal, and like it's just sort of what happened. And somehow legal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're literally plagiarizing the fuck out of that. And it's I not mean, plagiarization. Do you just pay dues? No. Now was it, wait what did they did they buy it that I mean I guess that Ameri- they either it wasn't an American I, I never really understood that so I don't know if someone bought the rights and then they were like oh fuck it uh, we're just gonna make something uh, for I mean I'm not sure exactly how it happens most of my ideas of localization come from video games and how video game localization butchering happens and I don't know if anime happens differently it does it definitely um, does. Um, with with like video game localization you end up having a typically a translation company just playing through translating it yeah uh into you know either text or you know some sort of algorithm something that's not necessarily the same as speaking it yeah um so when an, you know animation and stuff like that they have to dub it so Someone's got to say those words to the language, so it's 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 de- very different. It's a completely and, different thing. Yeah, yeah, because somebody has to, you know, uh, da, 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 Funimation for kids. Somebody has to G kids, yeah, buy it up, yeah, and then G- distribute it overseas, and yeah. they have to take on translating and make making it fit the market that. And I put big air quotes around making it fit the market, making it fit the market that they're selling it to. Right, Which is what right, Miyazaki right, right. has a problem with, because Miyazaki doesn't believe that you have to change Japanese filmmaking in order to sell it to a Western audience. And, and he's correct. He, I believe he is correct. He is correct, correct. I think. There is there is no... like We have to change our way of digesting media to fit their storytelling. Like That's just what has to happen. Uh, or else we're not respecting the story itself, respecting the yeah. art itself. Um, which is kind of why... Uh, I think this is kind of around uh, as far as I, I really enjoy watching foreign films and I, 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 I enjoy the idea that we should put foreign movies on the on this list. Um, yeah, I agree as well. I mean, maybe one a season, maybe not even uh, more than one a season, you know, like maybe no less, maybe not even an actual one a season. But just, right. I like just randomly watching uh, something from somewhere else. I don't know. You could also do picking a studio or a director. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how <laughs> that's all going to go as we go down the Because I'm sure throughout this year we might do another Ghibli film or another something. Another Ghibli? Yeah. Well, yeah. Ghibli I, I, sounds like we're saying Ghibli. I think, I think with, like, studio Ghibli or I'm American Ghibli, 
<laughs> oh no, I mean it's pronounced Ghibli. Like yeah, the uh, it's because it, it, it's an engine. Yeah. Uh, uh, the a Ghibli is I want to say an engine block that they used in airplanes in the forties, and it was an it's an it's an Italian uh, made engine block or something along those lines. Uh, oh, so okay, I actually we we're not just running into this you know empty handed guys. We are doing research. Yeah. Don't worry. Um, but apparently, you're right. It is it is an aeronautical term, but it was actually a plane. It's a plane. Uh, okay. It's a it's a light reconnaissance. The Caproni CA three hundred nine. Um, which was the the Ghibli. Yeah. Um, but for some reason, I guess in Japan they call it Ghibli just because of the, the way the language well, I is. think uh, he... I, it's the, pronounced G. The idea is, or the, the, uh, the joke is that Miyazaki mispronounced it and uh, when, when he named the studio, or he would just regularly mispronounce it, so they call the studio Ghibli. Mm. Uh, and that's why it, like, it, it's spelled in the Japanese as G. Um, the, yeah, so it, it's kind of a yeah, it's kind of a joke. Uh, it's, it's an inside joke, and the reason I thought it was an engine block is because within Porco Rosso there is a scene where yeah. they're uh, they're rebuilding his plane, and the engine itself says Ghibli on Ghibli it. Ghibli on it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, I remember, yeah, you pointed that out. I think when mm-hmm. we were watching it. it, has a little plaque on it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as this movie goes, it. it like with all Ghibli things, it it was Japanese. So most of the, like, I was looking up numbers. Uh, most of the numbers are kind of small in his films just because box office numbers. I didn't really look up DVD sales because yeah. we all know movies, DVD sales, that can be a, 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 a you can't really judge it because of with foreign films because well, of releases success in theaters. Right, right. You but with like foreign DVD sales, I feel like the rest of the world is going to have more of an input than America is on their sales just because America's very Mark. not a lot of people want to deal with them as far as movies go you know yeah so but box office I mean they only spent 9.2 million making it which for for an animation is not that much that's really not a lot at all no actually. in 92 yeah that's not bad they ended up making 34 million that's box, box office, office. So they, so they made their money back in Japan, which is great. I mean, they won. I think it was the best-selling Japanese film in Japan that year. Yeah, nineteen ninety-two. Uh, it, it was. Yeah, it was ninety-two, wasn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Highest-grossing film. Highest-grossing film. That's it. Okay, and this is coming off the heels of Kiki's Delivery Service, as far yeah. as the Miyazaki film. Right. Yeah. Is so, and it was really interesting because apparently he would uh, Miyazaki and I. Um, talk, talk. I can't pronounce the other guy's name. Uh, Takahata. Takahata. That's right. Uh, he, they would go on excursions when they would finish something, like Sweden, which was heavily infu- influenced Kiki's. Now we have Italy mm-hmm. with Porco Rosso. This that's where it takes place. So yes, we, yeah, it, it takes place mostly <clears throat> in Italy. Uh, it was supposed to take place around Croatia, but yeah, yeah. there was a. As there is always, it seems. Problems in Croatia. <laughs> yeah. So they felt that it would be wrong to, to set a movie where there was a civil war going on. And uh, they ended up setting it there in Italy. Uh, probably because, yeah, they, they take a trip down there and, and kind of fell in love with Italy as a, as a country and, and, and Milan as a city. Yeah, uh, yeah. And we'll get to it in a little bit. But we, I uh, mean, Porco Rosso 
he he's from Croatia is technically mm-hmm. is from I think the story was Marco I should say Marco um we'll get to that in a bit but it there it's almost like these films he does and specifically this one being I think kind of the first one that really implied a this is where it takes place mm-hmm. um don't don't quote me on that but it might have been like Grave of the Fireflies had another one but I think that was bef- that was after Grave of the Fireflies came out definitely eighty eight same year. Yeah, so yeah, it was that double feature they yeah. released. Um, I think that might take might have taken place somewhere specific. Well, that took place in either I think it was Nagasaki. Okay, uh, yeah. So it that's was a, that's that's a lot more of a real world, right? Than, right, right, right. Uh, which it seen from what I know, I've never seen one of them, but apparently Takahata the, as a director and a filmmaker seems to be a lot more grounded than um, Miyazaki, like Takahata writes and 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 makes movies about real life things and there might be some fantastical kind of infused but it's a lot more real life than what miyazaki makes which is usually fantasy right like like just correct straight up japanese fantasy. spirited away princess mononoke howl's moving castle in fact this is the most real like grounded uh um world that i've seen of miyazaki like it takes yeah, place yeah. after World War yeah. One. It, it take you know all of these things. It was um, it, like I could, of, of all the planes in it, I could literally be like, okay, I've seen planes like that's that. a plane, that's a plane, that's a plane, yeah. that's a plane. I've seen those. It, it everything it would it could happen, minus maybe the pig part, but yeah. <laughs> Minus hey, that. that could happen too. You know? It could. Whatever. It could. It's been a saying for years. Who knows? It could have started from World War One. Some fuck. Uh, some pig. You know. Whatever. Some pig flew. Some pig flew. Some pig flew. We're like, well, we can't call that the movie. Yeah. Some pig flew. <laughs> How about Porco Rosso? <sighs> Genius. Uh, is that is that marker? That's it. All right. Marker. That uh, brings us to uh, our, our first segment, our first real segment of the show, which we call In a World. I think I'll take this one. <sighs> Porco Rosso is a 1992 Miyazaki film from Studio Ghibli about a World War I fighter ace uh, named Snoopy. No, his name was Marco. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if he ever fought the Red Baron. But I do know that he was apparently a a top notch Italian fighter pilot. Um, you come into the movie around uh, 1929. His entire world is different because the the war has ended, and he is a bounty hunter named Porco Rosso, meaning the Crimson Pig in Italian. Crimson is so much better than just red. His uh, <laughs> yeah, right. It is. Crimson pig sounds so much cooler than red pig. It does. It is a... Um... Damn it. Sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's... <laughs> so, uh, Bounty Hunter Porco is out there doing his damnedest to keep life moving for himself when he encounters an American hotshot and a bunch of pirates, the American hotshot named Curtis and the pirates being a normal thing in this world. He then has to prove himself against Curtis, um, win the heart of his long-lost love, and perhaps learn something along the way. Oh, by the way, he's a pig. make some friends? (laughs) 
By the way, he's a pig this whole time. Yeah, he is a pig. Will yeah. Porco be able to defeat Curtis? Find out next time. It's such okay. It's it's a very stereotypical like American. Last time on Porco portrayal of it. So he just landed. I mean, it's it's I I I don't think that there's a. I don't want to give anything away personally in my own plot synopsis. Um, and B, there is nothing to give away with this movie. It yeah, is yeah. like Chris kind of said it. It's very simple. It's very straightforward. And it it like it's just there. It is. It's about a fighter pilot who's trying to trying his damnedest to not be involved in the story. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I mean that's literally what it is. He's he uh, pardon he's Sweden in this whole situation. Yeah, like he's like I'm I'm but done he's a with bounty everything hunter too. So well, I mean, got to make money somehow. Yeah. And he made good money. Um, obviously not enough. He owed Piccolo quite a bit. <laughs> well, 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 that's because that's because Piccolo is a shyster. Yeah. That's because Piccolo is a is an unscrupulous little man. Yeah. <laughs> Who happened to be like the only Asian one in the entire thing? He's not really Asian, guys. Don't worry. I um, mean, his name is Piccolo. I know why. And he and sounded he very sounded Japanese. Very Japanese. Like who's Hayamo? Even in the Japanese. My bad. It's just the inflection. <laughs> I, you know, he did. I didn't think about that. He did sound very. I thought he just looked it, but now you're talking. Tell, like he was the most Japanese character, even in the subs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavily coded Japanese, which brings us to uh, first viewing. Chris, what's your first impressions of this movie? If I had to go first impressions, like if I was watching this as a kid, um, I first thing that would draw my attention it is very colorful. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked the fact that it was all plane based. Mm-hmm. Like that was just a very cool just different way to, it was like water world done right or something i don't know it was it was kind of, it was just kind of cool to have it wasn't just one plane like there were scenes in the movie where there were dozens of planes in the sky maybe even a hundred planes at once like in a battle fleet formation but they're all like seaplanes mm-hmm. like so it, was, it wasn't like it would it would be a different picture than watching you know like a World War One fleet of like bombers or fighter planes rolling in. It was just a, a different view, and they, I liked the fact that they were all drawn unique. Not every it wasn't like a repeat of every single one. Um, saying that though, it, I did again. I found this movie to be very slow. Um, of the movies that I've seen in this vein or by this company, it was probably not my favorite mm-hmm. of the movies. Um, I enjoyed the actually I enjoyed the American version, the dubbed version, a little bit more than the Japanese version. But in the end, to me, it still it it, it felt kind of short. I don't know if I would, uh, you know, this might be one that I'd put on the shelf for a little while before I watched it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it wouldn't uh, be in my monthly rotation. Of I mean, I, I can absolutely see that. I gotta no. pop this in. But uh, other than that, I mean, it was the the landscaping was amazing. The the as you said, the watercoloring 
which this originally started out as a, a three issue watercolor manga. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when you were when we were watching it and you pointed out, man, that looks like watercolors, you were right on, spot on. Um the drawings, the interaction, the specific um way he designs all of his young women, mm-hmm. you know, with that that face, you're just like, oh, I know what movie this. I know what kind of movie this is. Just from that face alone, you could probably tell. Oh, this is a Miyazaki film. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm sure if I were viewing this as a kid for the first time, I would probably really enjoy this film. Yeah, yeah. I I, I could see myself. If I were showing this. my kids this film, I think. Uh, I don't think Bryson would watch it. I think he would think it was too slow. But I think Braden would be able to get into it, and he'd be the one that would come and ask me questions like, "Hey." Did they really fly with dozens of <laughs> fighter planes back in World War One? <laughs> and then the pirate aspect was cool, too. The, the main pirate, I guess that's what I'm going to call him, not the American. Not Curtis. Not Curtis. The, like, Bluto yeah. lookalike. He, I mean, it might as well have been his brother. He's only great as the Mama Otto gang boss. He's, Mama Ioma. He, Mama Iota, that's what it is. He was fantastic. Yeah. I, I loved him. Uh uh, Again, what was the actor's name? Brad Garrett. Brad Garrett. In the, He's in the dub. In the dub version. He was great. And he, I felt like he came across that same way in the Japanese version. Like but he basically was still Bluto. A, yeah. a, a big Bluto, like, you know, just a big dumb oaf. Uh, the, a great scene was when all the little girls... Mm-hmm. got loose in the ship and he's trying to keep them all inside and they're like waving to everybody. Uh, so... Yeah, no, I'm as an adult watching it, uh, I can respect the film for what it was. Mm-hmm. Probably not my favorite on uh, the Ghibli films. Um, but as coming from a, uh artistic point of view or looking through the eyes of a child, I should say, uh, yeah, I could definitely see this being something that I would never mind watching. Yeah. Like, if, if it was on, I could see myself just sitting down and watching it. Uh, yeah, it yeah, wouldn't, yeah. It wouldn't be a, oh, man, where's the remote? Oh, no, this very much reminds me, uh, the way that you say that, uh, it may, it put me in that space of Saturday afternoon uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, like, uh, either on Disney Channel or ABC or something along those lines where, you know, you're nothing's going on, you're not outside for once on a Saturday afternoon, and right. then there's just this cartoon or this, this movie that comes on, and you sit through all the commercials and you don't change the channel just because there's something captivating about the colors and the style of the animation and all of this, this very much put me in that headspace again. Yeah. I mean, I do remember seeing like on, on P- we PBS mm-hmm. always played animation and there was always this style of like hand-drawn animation that he did got me had, had always has that nostalgia like aspect to it because mm-hmm. that's what I did. I would sit there and just PBS would play through They'd want me to donate money to their telethon. My mom would. <laughs> and then I would watch it. Like I, PBS was my station, and that was the only spot I could find animation. So yeah. that's where it came from for me. Was, hand-drawn animation is has a special place in my heart, and so does Studio Ghibli. So it, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the hell out of it. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, this was a. This was, was this everybody's first time seeing? It yes. Was, yes. It yes. Was. Yes. This was definitely my first time seeing this, and uh, yeah, worth worth the two views that we gave it. I think. Uh, yeah. Personally, yeah. I, um, I don't know if I could have done a third though. Yeah. Like it was the second time around. I'm I telling you, it's not something you want to watch. A back bunch. To, back like, to, yeah. Right. Yeah. Correct. 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 First time I saw it, the subbed. I I felt it was nowhere near Wait. as boring. Should we address the first time we saw it? Oh, what sounded like the fan dub? It was oh, either a fan dub or someone like oh like stole the Michael Keaton version and and just warped it to the point that it, they couldn't get hit by Disney. Yeah, that was Dude, bad. That was hilariously bad. <laughs> oh man. They, uh, yes, that could have ruined the movie for me. Hate to be quite honest, that that dub. It almost did. It almost did. It almost did. I was like. This is not Michael Keaton, damn it. <laughs> <sighs> hey, you tried to convince us that that was I thought, I, too Michael Keaton. I had to convince myself like, no just way, because man. I was like, this, you know how this many can't times be I real, man. 89 Batman, there's no way that 92 Keaton sounds like Batman. Listen, I was, oh my god, what are we going to do? I had to tell myself that nothing this bad existed. <laughs> and... I mean, I don't sure know. Enough, you did. were around for the fan dub scene back in the nineties. Oh you? yeah, I, mean... I know, and they were way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> way better than that. Listen, and then the tracking bar comes up. <laughs> but I mean, when you actually got down to the actual dubbed version, I think the reason I liked it was because of the cast. Mm-hmm. And dude, Keaton was so chill. Yeah, he was chill the whole entire time. Whole entire time. But if it would have, I think it would have been just regular voice actors and not having those big names in there. I might not have enjoyed it as much. Really? Okay. But for the subversion, I enjoyed it. Being said, it's still not my favorite. I agree mm-hmm. with Chris. It's not my favorite Ghibli film. I don't think I could watch it more than once every few months pushing six to eight months if i had to i mean yeah yeah no 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 yeah I, I think that chris put it perfectly where it was if this was a movie that came on i would watch it yeah like if i was flipping through if i was channel surfing it's like oh wow this is on cool 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 because it's a movie that you can jump into and actually jump out of very easily because yeah, once you've seen sure. it once you know where it's going you know where it's going from the first scene yeah uh, to be honest with you which is fine uh, as far as I'm concerned, just personally, that's fine. Whatever. Yeah, I mean, uh, but it, it, it's, and this is gonna sound blasphemous to some people, but it's up there with the Goonies for me. Like, it's a movie that I don't go out of my way to watch, but if it's on, I'll sit down and watch the whole damn thing. Like, yeah. I just will. Okay, so uh, Goonies. I can see that. And not, I mean, no, I can Goonies agree with is that. Not my movie. I won't go out of my way now to watch Goonies on DVD, but if it's on TV, more specifically, if it's on the Disney Channel, <laughs> I'll watch it. I haven't gone to the Disney Channel in years. Oh, dude, I, I frequent the Disney Channel. And that's Marker. Uh, brings us to why this? Why is this? Why why does this even deserve to be talked about on this list of m- movies that all millennials should have seen and future generations should see? Like, why does it even deserve to be talked about to be put in this vault? Uh, I, I, To be honest with you, I think... 92 was a time when... Uh, when I don't think anybody... The closest thing to it was we didn't have 
9 I mean uh, 9 11. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we did. It was we 1992. Did, we didn't have 9 11. We didn't have literally was not on the calendar. Internet, <laughs> internet wasn't a thing. Like, internet was not there. Yeah. So, when we, when we caught these movies, they were very, very important to us. Okay. So, this being a Disney backed mm-hmm. because they had distribution and the they got you know all the cast done disney backed film um being a very artistic film i mean it's probably one of it's very very pretty it's probably one of the prettiest animations from that time frame for me mm-hmm. just because it's clean it's very artistic and it's got a distinct ghibli style and the ghibli style is if anybody can point it out I don't care if you even really know who Ghibli is. If you saw it, you'd be like, oh, that looks familiar. Yeah. You know, like, like I know it's something like that, you know. Um, even some people that aren't you even in that. movie like that with a castle. Yeah, like, <laughs> and they're not even anime friends, fans. They know it because they're, they either see the DVD at the Best Buy or something like that. Those are important because those are something that if the future, if – we have no what we're doing here is we're putting it in a vault for future people to be like this is this is our time frame yeah so just having those visuals in there is great the storyline was pertinent to um i guess to be honest with you I got the feeling at the time too because 92 was i was 11 mhm and I felt like at that time there were a lot of military films coming on, and then we had a a, a, a military anime. Okay, I'll watch it. I'm in, and it's something that is like a a he. It, it's like a healing thing. You would see like someone's overcome something throughout it, and it's it's, it's inspiring almost. Hmm. So I think that's why it's on. I mean, as far as uh, I I think that it's a uh, it's because it's the cult. Uh, classic. Uh, it's the cult movie yeah. of the Miyazaki films, uh, and, and our generation so? is built yeah. on cult classics. Yeah, I would definitely say it's the cult classic. Yeah, yeah it's the one that nobody talks about. Like, like right, you were saying, right. It's the one that nobody talks about. Really, uh, it didn't make nearly as much money or nearly as big of a critical splash as any of their other movies. It comes out in this time frame of other animations doing much bigger, much grander things. I mean, 92, that's what... For Disney, that's when, what, Aladdin's Aladdin. out? Yeah. 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 Like, ma- Big, huge. Match this up next to next to Aladdin. And, yeah, and, and there's, there's no contest. There's no comparison. There's no contest. But, um, but <clears throat> I think that this should stand next to... At least just stand next to it and be like, hey, we, we, we both came out in the same year. Yeah, yeah And exactly. we both have something completely different to say... And uh, uh, I think that both are as important as the other as far as animation goes, as far as our generation goes, and that's why it deserves to be on this list. Okay. I mean, and it's also one of those films that hits to an adult theme as well, so they could – people could take their kids to see it and still have something to entertain themselves, like historically – yeah, uh, because it's not a strictly kids film, right? Correct. the 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 themes hit them at home as well, and it's not just hey, he's fighting him, and disturbingly beating beating each other. Huh. <laughs> yeah, that fight was awesome though. They whooped the shit out of each other. <laughs> yeah, they did. Oh man, 
I I say we're talking about this because of the all of the the way it was drawn, filmed. Um, you know, if I found the story boring, the artwork was amazing. Um, the the details, the intricacies they went into in the landscape, uh, the way they watercolored the backgrounds, um, the way they did realism. And there's a word for that. I'm, I'm going to butcher it and I'm going to say it in Japanese and then I'm going to refer to it in English the rest of the time. So in Japanese, it's called uh, Wakan Yosai. And it's basically the Japanese spirit with Western techniques. So it's Japanese artists kind of giving their interpretation of Western techniques. Mm-hmm. And they put this whole um, uh, kind of lens over the film where it's basically Japanese artists paint Europe as a spectacle uh, while simultaneously maintaining the distance necessary to preserve a distinct sense of Japanese identity. And I thought they did a great job about making it feel like, hey, uh, you know, we know where America, all of the films from the world, the the war era before we jumped in, we were always doing parties and, you know, mm-hmm. shit was going on. They did a very good job about painting, hey, the war's over. Here's this lens, you know, up until you go into Italy where they're like very fast. This Italy is fastest. But everything else in Europe was you saw there was tourists on the beach. There was always things going on. Even when the the girls got kidnapped, there was a party inside the airplane. You know, it was just always like, oh, we're having fun. They were waving to Porco Rock. There's an airplane. Yeah. Where's an airplane? Ah, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, up right into the bar scenes when uh, all of the gangsters are all plotting. And then the the what's the the owner of the bar? Gina? Gina, Gina, when she comes in and they all start to blush because they all have a crush on her, you know. So, um, but I felt that it was. Uh, I I thought the the sky pirates were very charming. You know, they had the the Bluto esque pirate. Um, even Arthur, in his own way, you know, all he wanted to do was become an actor, a really mm-hmm. famous oh, actor. Curtis Curtis. Curtis, 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 and wasn't it Arthur Curtis? I, the Donald Curtis. Donald, Donald, Donald Curtis. Curtis. Donald Curtis. He's he sounds more sophisticated if his name is Arthur. Oh, yeah, that's quite right. Um, we have no idea where he's from. He said he's he he calls his mama in Texas. Uh, the the Ghibli wiki wiki says he's from Alabama. We do, we know that he's from from, from America. <laughs> so I I have a take on his flag. We were all trying to figure oh the out mystery what, of the Dutch the mystery flag. Of, of the Dutch flag. Instead oh. of it being Dutch, it is actually so. You know, we always red, white, and blue. That was the way the colors were lined up on his shirt. That's blue, white, red. Was it blue, white, blue, white, red? Yeah, the Dutch flag. I thought it was red, white, and blue. Anyways, regardless, it is the American colors. Yes. So with that Japanese spirit doing Western techniques, I thought that was Miyazaki's way of saying. Hey, this is from America, but he is inherently known for not liking Western animation. Uh, so he would be competing. His big film, like we talked about, would be Aladdin. Oh, so mm-hmm. it, like, is, it is red, white, blue. Okay, it was. It is uh, red, white, okay. blue. Okay, okay. So I saw red, white, and blue. You know, that's the order of. That's how the flags lined mm-hmm. up. Our American flag. So that's his way of you know putting his recognizing America without giving credit to America. Hmm. 
because you know he was known for not being a fan of Western animation. I mean, he he I don't know that, that I think that's a that's a completely different argument. He loves Elway. It's very obvious he loves Western animation. He loves the Fleischer Brothers. He loves uh, Silly Symphonies. He loved those. That's old true. He did like Disney Fleischer. Disney shorts, and you can see that. All I guess over the this way movie, Disney was heading more than you can see it in any other movie. I think. I think it might have been. I know what you're saying. I think it might have been like more. He did. He had a dislike for what. We said earlier, like, how we would localize the stuff. Yeah. Uh, something else that I know a lot of us, or a lot of us, <laughs> all of us talked about. We mentioned the, uh, you know, the middle-aged men are pigs or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, definitely was a undertone in the movie. Like, you could definitely see, just based on how I think Porco interacted with some of the women. That, you know, he was kind of sleazy. Oh, yeah. Um, but on top of that, I couldn't remember in the film, watching it both in Japanese and in English, if they specifically stated, other than it was a curse, what happened to him. Uh, why he turned into a pig, yeah. basically. Uh, and I looked a little more into it, and it was implied that he ran away from the fight when his whole squadron got gunned down. Yeah. And, you know, he got turned into a pig for kind of being a coward. Well, I, I, I and this will kind of get into my, my my discussions on the movie itself, is like what this movie is saying, especially within that, is not that he was cursed. He cursed himself because he believes that he ran away from the fight. And I don't even think that it's because he uh, believes he ran away from the fight. It's that he didn't die. It's survivor's guilt. Uh, if he would have died with his, you know, he, he should have died with them. Not dying is the coward's way out. And it's not even his fault that he didn't die. It's just that he didn't die. He was the better pilot. He, you know, all these things. And living is what turns him into a pig. When he, when you get that scene where he breaks through into the cloud sea, and you, you see all of his comrades uh, go off into the afterlife together with all of the other dead warplanes. Uh, like he, his guilt of not joining them is what ultimately makes him a pig. He is a pig because of that. Right, right. And that scene was intense. That too. scene was very intense. Like, I was like, oh, this is... Uh, so, yeah, you went back to... I mean, there was literally... Back to the airplanes. How many were in that? Oh, that, there were thousands. That, like, it was just It was obvious. Powerful. Yeah, like, yeah, that was... You're like, oh, this, this, is, this is for real, guys. Like, And it took him his redemption arc. Him and Donald, yeah, you know, standing off the Italian military so that everybody else could get away, and then he transformed back into human. Well, I think the idea is also that he, uh, the reason that he becomes a pig is because uh, men are lower than pigs, and he, uh, I, I think that's that's another side to it is that men are lower than pigs because men create war, uh, men men hurt each other, men 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 fight, men are terrible, uh, men are pigs. And so uh, he, he becomes a pig because of that, to be a representation of, of that idea that, that us, uh, us making war makes us less than the lowliest of animals. And he exhibits this by being a pacifist. He will not shoot down Curtis. When it, when I, they, they say it multiple times that uh, Porco does not shoot pilots. Porco shoots planes. Yep. He, 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 he brings them down. Uh, his goal is not to harm people, and he breaks this when he and Curtis get down on their hands and knees and fight like animals. Um, 
and this is a moment when he sees that his humanity is no different than anyone else's. Like, yeah. he's willing to punch somebody into the dirt yeah. for nothing, for literally nothing, just like every other man out there. But he's also, uh, at that moment, willing to see the innocence of Fio and the, the, the hope of mankind within Fio. And that is what ultimately redeems him in the way that you're saying. Um, he, he sees that he is no different than man, uh, and he can go back to being a man. Okay, okay. Uh, I can see... I can see where you'd get that, yeah. Yeah, and apparently, didn't we, we, we apparently missed an after-credits scene as well. Really? Yeah, uh, you mentioned it earlier, Chris. Yeah, he, uh, you just, you see him in the clouds. You see the red plane You fly see the red plane. Him. So yeah. you see him back up in the sky. And but he's was, in his human form, right? I don't know if you see him. In, I, I don't mean, think they, they never ever, show his face. The, yeah, outside face. of the scratched picture, you never see his face. Well, well you no, also you see his face. Uh, the side profile. Theo oh, that's right. Side, in, sees right. The side profile. In the, right. When they're on the beach, yeah. Well, I'll, don't you see his face when they take the ride together on the plane for the first time? And we're like, "That's crazy. She shouldn't sit on like that." That's oh, when they were kids. Yeah. When, oh, when, yeah, when yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not his adult face. Yeah. I mean, you Not also his. get to see his adult face uh, during the sequence when he's explaining the last fight uh, that turned him into a pig. Yeah. Uh, when well, he when he went to get. Bernito I thought it was interesting Berniti. that they uh, in the in the Japanese film his name is what Paget P A G O T and then the dub for some reason they changed it to uh, Rosalina Ros- Rosalini. For whatever reason, so it was Marco Paget in Japanese, yeah. and in the American, it was Marco Rosalini. Huh. huh. I really enjoyed this for its simple story, though. Like, like its slowness, its simpleness, I think is what makes this a great movie. Personally, I, 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 I miss movies like that sometimes, where they're just a to be simple. I, I don't need a lot all the time. Uh, and I, mean, I think that this satiates that need for a calm film. Can that you think I, of one on our side that comes to mind? Mm. I, I mean, you know what? It's No, because things have gotten so fast within our filmmaking recently that it's difficult to even come up with one that isn't... I mean, per, uh, it, I'd have to reach back into that, that era. Uh, I mean, within the Disney Renaissance, there were some much slower movies. I mean, Lion King is not a fast action-heavy movie. The, what no. makes Lion King go by as fast as it does is as many songs as they crammed in there. And Timon and Pumbaa, damn it! Yeah. Um, I mean, Toy God. Story. Uh, actually, I think Toy Story is something to compare this movie to. Just kind of slow. It's a story about people. It's not a story about things happening. It's well, a story. There was some, some action... For some reason, there was a lot of movies that I really liked as a kid, and I rewatched, and I'm like, how the fuck did I ever get through this movie? It is so slow. Peach Dragon. Uh, <laughs> the Last Unicorn. The Last Unicorn, okay. I used to love that movie as a kid, and I actually went out and bought it on Blu-ray, and I put it in, and it is, like, I have to eat plenty of great food and start it like at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> and open the blinds and then pause it and go take a break. Cause if I try to watch that movie all the way through, my ass is going to sleep. It is you, very you, slow. I saw you fall asleep the second time we watched it. Very you, you slow. Definitely... 
it's a it's a <laughs> it, 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 like, it yeah. is a it is a slower movie so uh you know it keeps me engaged though I, there, there is something about the way that they present yeah. all of that slowness like i'm this is not a movie that i'm there for the characters or a movie that i'm there for anything more than just being placed in a completely different world than my own and enjoying the pretty pictures yeah i mean yeah. the story that's going on around it the anti-war stuff the 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 anti the the the, the pacifist stuff the the ideas that uh that, that are presented within the theming you know is humanity worth saving which is a thing that we, that, that miyazaki brings up a lot uh, uh, is humanity worth anything compared to the the awful the awful power of nature, or is humanity worth worth anything compared to this? Like that's a very Miyazaki thing to bring up. Yeah. Within yeah. this one, though, it's just is humanity worth anything? There's no yeah. nature to fight. There's no technology to really fight. I it's might just cut it thirty minutes. One small story about one man fighting another man and all of these questions around it. It never delves into those questions. They're just there. Yeah. And I, 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 I do see it, it was slow, yes. But every time I would get to that board point, mm -hmm. something would happen. And I'd be like, oh, okay, I'm back. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah that, 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 was, that was definitely a thing. Something yeah. would happen. There'd be another plane scene or there would be another uh, – that the, the first real hype plane scene after uh, Fio and Piccolo – uh, rebuild his plane, and they have to run away from oh the, the water from scene. the fascists. The, the water canal scene is good in Milan. Yeah, there was never really a huge peak in in the story, you know, until the the end. And I think that might have been why it felt slow. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole thing where you're leading up to is the fight between Curtis and uh, Porco, um, which is a fantastic name. I uh, Porco. <laughs> I think I'm going to name my next dog that. Um, that that was the peak, but the peak was the end of the movie. Like we didn't have that. Are the there was no the, mid there was yeah there was no like oh this is the, we're leading up to this oh we gotta do this there it, it was a eh, uh. it, like it just went up and then fight happened and then it just didn't. Gina I mean, shows up and it is a slow movie, but the way that it all happens is so quick. Like, that yeah. you barely notice what's going on. Yeah, it know? was an hour and a half to tell this, get pack all this information in and have the story, like, coalesce in front of you. Is the element of surprise or lack of That's marker. So, does does this go in? Is this Is this movie worthy of this vault we're talking about here? Here's how I feel about that. There are at least, we already said, 20 Studio Ghibli films out there, um, many of which I haven't seen. The few I have watched I found far more captivating and entertaining than this film. Um, if we're putting this in as a singular movie, in my opinion, I wouldn't. There is, a, there is so many more movies on that list that I think would probably fall in before this movie. Are we putting the studio in just like, uh, I don't know, we haven't talked about it, but would Disney, would a would the renaissance of Disney just be put in? Is that what we would put in? I think uh, this movie would definitely need to be included. I, if we decided to put Studio Ghibli in, I would not say, okay, we're going to put Studio Ghibli in, but we're only going to put these five movies in. Yeah, I would say, fucking, we're putting Studio Ghibli in because it has such a vast and diverse 
and huge catalog of amazing stories, short, boring, adventurous, crazy, whimsical fantasy that I would feel that I did my kids a disservice from not showing them all that Miyazaki and Studio Ghibli has to offer. Mm-hmm. As a individual who watched this movie both in its pure form and Americanized, uh, I, I just, it was not my favorite. And I know you guys really, really liked it, but for some reason, this just wasn't, it wasn't my favorite for me. So I, as a singular movie, say no. As a whole, if we later decide, hey guys, we've watched 10 Ghibli movies now. What do you think about electing them into the vault? Just Ghibli made it. Like a collection. Yeah, yeah, like the box set. I would say, hell yeah. Not one should be left out. Hmm. And I, I don't know if that see that that is that is hard to back up against each other. I mean, I get what you're saying, absolutely. You know, as a standalone movie, do, would you put this in the vault? No, but if we're doing like a Ghibli box set, definitely. Like, but I think that that like just coming from my own perspective, I think that's hard to to back up against each other because saying that you know you can't discount any Ghibli movie because they're all fantastic and they all have something to say is. Oh man, that's hard. That's hard. I understand exactly why you're saying no. I understand exactly why you're saying no, and I. That's, that's I'm like so torn because as a like a, a singular movie, it's like, uh, but as a influence from the east to the west in a collection of wow, it's got to go. Yeah. So it's. It, I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're, you ultimately come, come down on no? As this. a singular movie, I would say no. Yes. Yeah. In, in, my, in my opinion, I would, I would not. There are... A thousand other animated or Miyazaki or... That could yeah. go in its place. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of agree with that. I don't, I don't... As a film itself, it was a great film. I enjoyed watching it. But if I'm having someone like this is, we have a limited amount of space in this vault. It's a it's a vault, you know. We can't put if if that was the case, we'd put everything in there. I mean, you know? yeah, no, I agree you with know? that. Yeah. So we really have to look at it and go, will this hold up to everything else that we put in the vault? And I can tell you just from looking at the stuff we're going to be doing, just in this first season, just in this first season, no, I don't think it should go in there. Um, but if we ever have an honorable mention category, yeah, I think it would be an honorable mention be like, just because of the, the art and art in the cast of the American one. Or it's the, our first movie and we already have a sub list like, Hey, these aren't counted out, but they're not in yet. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? But they're, they are great and they have a pin in it because they are part of something more that could later put them in. I mean, that's going to be the, 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 the and that's that's going to be a completely different thing. But if you, <laughs> you're, because I I would put this in immediately yeah. upon seeing the Japanese uh, sub. I was I was down for this movie. 
uh, I think that it, it speaks, and that might just be because it speaks to me right now on a right. certain level. Like Chris was saying earlier that he, if he had seen this as a kid, he probably would have fallen in love with it and he would love it now. But because he saw it as an adult, he can pick it apart and stuff. I'm the complete opposite. I don't think I would have liked this as a kid. Okay. I am so glad that I saw it as an adult because I can pick it apart and think about it and think about, oh, well, why is Porco this way? What is this movie trying to say to me? And uh, what is this movie trying to say to us as a culture? What is it saying about people? What is it saying about all of these different things? I'm so glad that I found this as an adult because I can see those things and talk about those things and, and think about those things. And I like movies that make me grapple with my own humanity. I, I, gotcha. I, mean, I think that that is I think that's an important part of art in general is the human condition and uh I've heard people make the argument that there's no reason for Porco to be a pig in this movie. I think that that's the most important thing about this movie. Yes, yeah, Porco I mean, is a pig. He's a pig flying a damn plane. <laughs> that's he's on. Huh? I'm not gonna watch Marco fly a plane. When I see pigs fly. <laughs> oh wait. But uh, I mean, yeah, no. This is the so. Now I would put it in. Uh, if if I was the only one on this podcast, it would definitely be in just because I. I think that it's important because of its animation. I think that it's important. And then I think that I get into too much. It's important because it was a cult class, a cult movie among uh, standing giants. Like right, people right. did not go to see this movie. People, I, I, if you go out and you look for reviews of Porco Rosso uh, on YouTube, they don't exist. They don't exist. Yeah. It, like it's... people don't talk about this movie as much as I think it should be talked about. We could also approach this from a different view and say if this is the only studio ghibli film we got to see mm -hmm. would it go in i think so i think, I it think would. so too and that might be that might be coloring me also because i have not seen right. enough ghibli films for this to stand up against like i'm 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 I, I I'm putting this if I if I was if it was to stand against the Ghibli films I've seen it is Howl's Moving Castle the Christian Bale dub which was boring uh -huh, and I think I only watched because I was dating somebody who thought that it was the, the weird Birdman was yeah. sexy like that was it oh <laughs> gosh oh, I'm sorry I, I and I could not get into it I you know once again I think that was a pretty movie but I don't remember much about Howl's right, Moving right. Castle and then, and I think that will definitely if you if it's the only Ghibli film you've seen it. I think seeing other things might have swayed that a little bit more, but mm -hmm. at the same time, I think that is why I wouldn't put it in. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because you do like, G not only do you like Ghibli, but you like anime as a right, whole exactly. a lot more than exactly. I do. Uh, yeah. You have more of a, a history with anime right, right, than I right. do. Um, uh, ba -ba -ba. But I mean, if you had to say all right what is what makes a ghibli or ghibli film uh i think porco rosso hits on every single point it does it does it's got the beautiful the beautiful artwork beautiful coloring it's got some strange abstract character i be at the pig uh it's got a simplistic yet interwoven story that takes you from as you said a to b to c mm -hmm. it's very streamlined uh, it's got a little bit of action. It's got a, you have the innocence of the young woman lead character. You have the maturity and um, playing to her strengths, uh, bar owner. Gina. 
Gina and how she can sway the crowd in her bar and keep everybody under control. Mm-hmm. Um, you have a climactic battle at the end. You have the uh, very, very noticeable uh, young lady character face design that if anybody was to pull out a movie, as Destin has said many times, you watch this, you're going to know this is a Miyazaki film. Yeah, even if you've never seen even Miyazaki, if you've never, even if you don't even, know his name. Exactly. You can, oh, like, that's hey, that this cat that, bus. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that cat bus guy. Um, so <laughs> if if we are deciding, you know what, this is it. We, this is our one-off. We rolled the dice, and this is what we got, Porco Rosso. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're not going to watch any more. You make up your mind based off this, and you've never seen anything else. Yes, it goes in. Um, having seen other films in this mm-hmm. vein, uh, I that's why it sways my opinion. This would be at the bottom of the you know out, out of the you said you've seen about five. This would be yeah. probably near the bottom of your of yeah. those right, as far as right. you're concerned. I mean, I I think that part of my thing is also like this feels very 50s disney like this feels very snow white this feels very yeah. sleeping beauty in that slowness like i can't watch those movies now i never liked snow white or <laughs> sleeping beauty they're so slow and boring they are very slow. just slow and boring this is kind of from the same vein uh where where you know it, 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 uh, that that style that school that thought of animation and storytelling you know it but it's like better it, than any of those as far as i'm concerned it felt like little mermaid pacing yeah yeah you know, it, Little Mermaid didn't have a whole lot of action. There's not much going on. But, you know, it's very, it's a fish who wants to walk on land yeah. movie. And then, you know, there's a crazy sea witch that, you know, there's a big battle at the end. <laughs> um, So it, it kind of felt like as far as the pacing wise, it was just kind of Little Mermaid, but in the sky. Which I feel like we'll find that most of these movies are that yeah, way. Most they Ghibli are films very, are very... 50s inspired very flat it's you can tell all you can do a lot with a simple story i think that's what i love about this movie is yep. that there's a lot being done with a very very simple story i want to watch the one with the dragon is that spirited away the white yes. dragon with yes. the green mane yes yes, yes. Spirited I've never spirited seen that away. one that one looks really cool that's Probably my favorite. It, there's also Nausicaa. the one with the, I don't know if that's in the same movie, but it looks like the Avatar, like when he comes out of the water. He has that, that big water is, creature. Oh, uh, Tales of the, uh, wait. That's Princess Mononoke? Pretty sure that's Princess That Mononoke. one looks cool. I've never seen that yeah. one. Is that the one where she's dressed up in the wolf? And yeah. Got yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that's, that's, that, yeah, that's, that that's, looks cool. The gods versus man kind of stuff. Sweet. Yeah, yeah. Nature gods are man is industrializing, and nature gods are trying to stop them from taking over. Coming, Something. coming soon, folks. Com- <laughs> coming soon. soon to a coastline near you. <laughs> Good news, everyone. So we've in got the a end, delivery. This, uh, yeah, Porcaroso does not go into the vault. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, and we all there will be times later on that we we can. We watch it again, maybe. I mean, maybe, see, what, I don't if, know. see if we put it back in. I, there. I, I can absolutely see where you guys are coming from, and yeah. I knew that this was going to be one that was so uphill that battle. was that was weighted against uh, against a yes. It's yeah, it's going to be an interesting one. It yeah. Basically, like there's some on the list that I can tell you right now that all Slam three of dunks. us are just going to be like, "Yep, it's in." <laughs> Yeah, but this is not one of them, and no. you know, like I said, we can't put everything in there. No, no, we can't, and uh, I, I think that that is, I mean, that's why we're doing it this way. That's kind of the idea behind it, is that there are going to be movies that are considered classics that I don't think all of us are going to want in the vault. Well, yeah, that's for true. sure. I, uh, absolutely, and there's going to be some classics that, like, we're going to probably get into weird arguments about, because well, it's like, no. I, I think there's like definitely 
also times where we're going to get in where there are multiple movies in a series that I do not want all of them in there. Like, I, w- I would want all of Studio Ghibli in. I yeah. would not want all the Home Alones in. You know what I mean? <laughs> I agree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, are, the and, first Dennis the Menace. The second Dennis the Menace. Absolutely not. I don't know what... what the first Dennis the Menace was pretty terrible, too. But, like... <laughs> Creepy Christopher Lloyd. Was, was he the Bean Man? Yes. Oh, he was the God. Bean Man. And only by and yeah, grumpy old man was uh, Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau. Mr. Was it Mr. Wilson? Yes, it was Mr. Wilson. Hey, yeah. Mr. Wilson. God, all right. But yeah, I mean, there's always going to be like, there's always going to be those things like probably next week. I mean, we the one I know we know what we're doing. Yeah, and it's it's a series. It's part of a series and. We'll see how that goes. Ooh, and it's it's one of the weird ones in the yeah, series too. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, a, it's on the weird side. Yeah. <laughs> by uh, by the weird side, I mean like the middle, because that's where all movies like that, uh, you know, long-standing oh, yeah, no, no, Leprechaun in space in the hood. Oh yeah, that little chunk in the middle. We might run through just a very first. We might have to mix up these dry episodes. <laughs> No, 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 no. Yes. <laughs> oh, and God. this has been the Wide Angle Vault Podcast, brought to you by thebonushours.com. You can find this and all of our other podcasts, blogs, and everything you could want at thebonushours.com. Yo, guys, take it easy. Enjoy. Thank you for checking out something new. Stay tuned. And that's a wrap.
for this and other shows quite like it, please check out our website, thebonushours.com. Play the goddamn flute one. <laughs> we'll get this down. It'll be fine. I've got it. I'm playing it. <laughs> you can all be fa- you can all be fixed in post. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now we have to do it, right? Yeah. <laughs> Let me listen to it. Wide angle vault. Wide angle vault. It's the wide angle vault. <laughs> Got it. We don't have to do it ever again, dude. It is there for. <laughs> okay.